Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. She can't have the sort of wedding that her younger sister, Princess uh, Eugenie, had. She just kind of <laughs> seems drawn, sort of like a firefly, to this slightly smooth sort of playboy look. Fergie has Andrew all over her Instagram. I mean, it's, you would yes. think that they were a devoted couple. Hello and welcome to New Idea Royals, the only podcast that takes us behind the scenes of palace life. I'm Rebecca Hyde and today we're talking about Princess Beatrice's controversial new boyfriend and finally the truth about Fergie and Andrew's relationship. And joining us today to discuss all this is royal expert and commentator Angela Mollard. Hey Ange. Good morning, Beck. I'm really glad to the, we're talking about something different today. We're not doing Meghan and Harry and, and Kate and <laughs> William, are we? We're, we are mixing it up. And I, you know what? I'm kind of interested in Beatrice and Eugenie. You, hang on, let's get this right. Eugenie. Eugenie. I practiced lo- a lot of times before her wedding and I've, I've got it down pat now. Eugenie. So not Eugenie. And not <laughs> As we've been saying all these years. Yeah, Eugenie. Apparently. Well, that's what Sarah, her mother, says. That's pronounced Sarah, by the way. <laughs> we take her word for it. Um, so, yeah, so let's start um, with um, Princess Beatrice. So she's found love again. She has. She has the very exotically named Eduardo Mapali Mozzi. Doesn't he oh, sound wow. like a character in a Mills and Boone novel? He really does. Think? I love you that. You know, you can see him smouldering on a sun lounger in Capri, <laughs> can't you? You really can, yes. <laughs> and actually, if you have a look at him, he looks like the sort of guy who's <laughs> smouldering on a sun lounger. Andrew and Capri. Um, look, good on her. She's, you know, she's started this new relationship. They've been seen out twice. So this was at the National Portrait Gallery in England um, last, uh, just recently. And then uh, they were seen in New York, which is where actually Beatrice works. And she yep. spends a lot of her time. Um, what can I tell you about him? He actually has a son, a two-year-old son from a previous <laughs> relationship. Uh, they're longtime family friends of the Yorks, the Duke and Duchess of York. Um, and... Eduardo's stepfather, um, uh, Christopher Shale, died a few years back and um, Fergie, Andrew and... um and Beatrice all went to the funeral. So they're, right. you know, sort of close family friends. Oh, okay. so, um, yeah. uh, what's interesting, I think, is that Fergie is beside herself that her eldest daughter is in this relationship, which I always think doesn't bode well. You never want an over-enthusiastic <laughs> no, parent. No. You want that just plays it neutral until, you know, until they're fully on board. And, but, you know, Fergie is an enthusiast, so we can she forgive is. her. Um, and we understand there's some um, consternation about her choice. Well, look, it's interesting. There has been some talk, and I'm not sure the veracity of it, that she can't have the sort of wedding that her younger sister, Princess uh, Eugenie, had. I suspect because the fact that he has a child with somebody else and that that he didn't marry her. Look, I think this is probably pure speculation. Mm. We know Meghan married in the church. She was a divorcee. Um, I can't see any reason why uh, Eduardo, you know, is, is not... A suitable partner to be married in a similar manner to, yeah, to Eugenie. Yeah, surprise me. Um, look, I do think with Beatrice, she has had a series of unfortunate boyfriends, and she loves and a look, bad boy. You know, really having a, a she's thirty now. A lot of um, a lot of people, as you get to that age, 
people do come with baggage. Not that a two-year-old son is any sort of baggage. It's, you know, he has a son. He clearly adores yep. from, you know, if you look at his Instagram, he adores this little boy. Yep. Um, the relationship didn't work out with the child's mum. And, um, you know, you just really want people to be happy in the end, don't you? So I, I would hope that there wouldn't be any censure on him because of the fact that he has a, has yeah. a son. This is taking us back to sort of... Um, you know, Henry VIII times when, you know, children were illegitimate because they, they didn't have married parents. I think that would be ludicrous if, if she wasn't able to, to marry as she wants to in the same manner of his, as her sister. Yeah, totally. And what about um, Bee's other boyfriends? Oh, she's had, she's had a bit of history with, with boys. Um, look, she uh, she went out with a boy called Paolo Liutsu, an um, American guy. And uh, they didn't go out for long, less than a year, I think. But as the sort of end of the relationship was uh, happened when it was discovered that he was a com- he was this. charged yeah. with assault and battery in, in the case of a death of a student at university. So they broke up when his criminal record was revealed. He went on later to come and visit England um, under his parole conditions. He was okay to visit the UK. But then he decided to go skiing in the French Alps, which <laughs> broke his parole conditions. And he was uh, sent back to the UK. He, uh, sorry, to the US. He's subsequently been charged with cocaine possession. So, oh, okay. look, she escaped a bullet with him, yeah, I think. Yeah, she um, really you know, he would not have been a suitable boyfriend. Um, she then spent 10 years with a very nice chap called Dave Clark. He was an exu- Uber executive. Yep. A decade together. I think it was probably one of those relationships where they were comfortable. They yeah. really liked each other, but Bizzled it just out. didn't have that spark. They ne- never sort of led to the aisle. I and really thought fa- they were going to get married. Yes, I did too. They were together for yeah. such a long time. And then he went on and married someone within a year of their separating. And so I think oh, you know, it's that's always, always hard. Hurt. So yeah. she, she lost a boyfriend sister got married um look since then she's had a short-term relationship with Wilford Frost um who is a the son of uh David Frost a very popular tv host in the UK Wilfred equally was uh worked in television um she seems to like the same sorts of men she's got a type isn't she she has and I'm not sure look I would like to see her with you know a really solid English guy or maybe someone from the art world that she works in but she does have a a little bit like her mum she just kind of (laughs) seems drawn sort of like a firefly to these slightly playboy looking look I don't know anything really about Edwana but and I hope he's perfect for her. But they, there's a sort of that the the smooth sort of playboy look that yeah. um, that I you know, yes, I know sounds exactly alarm bells for from. me. <laughs> and we understand she really wants to become a mother. Yeah, apparently she adores kids and she's really keen. Um, she's 30 now. She's looking at that. You know, she wants that to be part of her future. But you know, she it shows you that even being royal doesn't inoculate you from the kind of heartbreak or the worry or the concern of not having potentially not having children look she is only 30 so she's got plenty of time but it does show that you know it doesn't always just pan out exactly as you want it but I hope her her dreams of having a um, child at some point are are realized definitely Um, and moving on there's been speculation about the nature of Fergie and Andrew's relationship what can you tell us about that yeah it's really really interesting look they are and I have a little bit of insight into this because a friend Ooh. of mine actually went to their house in um, in the UK oh, as brilliant. part of a, a business um, sort of development scheme that they run and they work a- alongside each other on this particular project, which I won't go into what it is, but uh, my friend sort of had a meeting with both of them and she said that, you know, that they were so aligned, they were both very interested. They, um, you know, interestingly, they, they have 
um, interests together. Fergie has Andrew all over her Instagram. I mean, it's, you would yes. think that they were a devoted couple. He, she recently put a picture really, up on really his really 59th birthday on the um, February the 19th and, you know, it was full of um, – I don't know, respect, I suppose, enduring friendship, love. Do they have that spark? I don't know, but it's interesting. One user, one Instagram user having seen that post yeah. said, you both need to get remarried. Life is so short <laughs> and you both belong together. Look, they did divorce in 1996, so it's been more than 20 years that they've yeah, been together. I forget how long ago it was. I think it's – I think – look, I think they're representative of the gro- a growing number of couples for whom – Divorce isn't necessarily adversarial, that it is – they are still aligned. They had a lot of um, connection in the yep. first place. Andrew yep. went travelling a lot in his role for the uh, for the military. They spent a lot of time separately. The nature of working within the royal family is challenging, of course, so I think they had a lot of pressures on them. Mm. But, you know, you look at Gwyneth Paltrow and Chris Martin still spending Christmases together, Helen and Bonham Carter and um, and Tim Burton. Sure. Um, you know, even, even the recent – breakup of um, Jeff Bezos and how mm-hmm. that was handled in his relationship with his wife and the very yep. kind of contemporary and conciliatory way they went about their divorce. I think, you know, I think we'll see more couples doing what they're doing. They they apparently live in the same house. They clearly get on with each other. And, you know, as you get into later years, they're both, you know, he's about to turn 60. Um, having that companionship, whether or not they're romantically linked or not, I think, you know, we all need to have support in our life. So if they enjoy a really close yeah. friendship and they really, um, you know, in support each other and, and, and nourish each other's lives and their daughters' lives, I mean, I mean how lovely must it be for their two daughters yeah, to exactly have, be able to thinking, go and have yeah. dinner with their parents and to, um, yeah. you know, to, family. to f- feel that kind of closeness. And so, you know, look, I'm not going to say they should get back together, but I think <laughs> that it's heartening that they have the maturity and regard for each other that they still want to have a relationship Definitely. And speaking of um, special relationships, there's talk Meghan and Harry's baby will give Prince Charles the opportunity to be a different sort of granddad. Yeah, there's a lot of talk about the fact that this baby will will be um, really the one that Prince Charles will feel close to. I can sort of see this and I'll tell you why. Kate and William have a very secure backup family in the Middletons. The Middletons do family life perfectly. Yes, they really do big sprawling home county's house the tennis court the nature walks carol middleton putting up multiple christmas trees so that charlotte and george can decorate them at christmas megan's family doesn't have that she is never going i mean i'm very sure that doria is an incredibly um inclusive and warm-natured person but there's not that default family. For Kate and William, there is the Middletons who, who yep. encapsulate family. And so he's known them for so long now, hasn't he? He so has, exactly. They're very, and in fact, that's one of the things that William is most attracted to yep. with um, Kate. It's her sense of family. But that doesn't really leave that kind of role for Charles. Now, obviously with Meghan, it does leave that role because she doesn't have that close with, with her father. They don't have an intact family living down the road and the, you know, um, in in Buckinghamshire, they actually don't have that anchor point. Now, Charles has the ability to travel very easily um, from Gloucestershire, where is it, Highgrove, where his oh, country estate is, yes, into yes. Windsor. Very close. It's very easy for him to get to Clarence House. I, and, he, and more important than any of that, I think, is the fact that he and Meghan get on brilliantly. We saw at the Commonwealth Day service, they were having a really They're good laugh. They're always having a little chit-chat, aren't they? She's interested in what he's interested in, and he's interested in her because of it. Yep. He's incredibly protective of her. We know that he said that she was like, she nicknamed her tungsten and the, <laughs> you know, that steel product yep. in the after 
aftermath of her wedding because, of course, she had to deal with her father pulling out at the last minute. So I think they will be very close. And I think, you know, Camilla has her own children's grandchildren. Charles, of course, does have, and you know, we saw in those lovely photos um, on his birthday of him, yeah, Louis on his knee, super cute. But I yeah. think he's at that stage of his life that he's interested in it. He he's incredibly um, fond of Megan, and there's an opening. Sometimes you just have, yes, men, I can see there that. There has yeah. to just be an opening. So yeah. I think there's going to be. A, I think it'll be a lovely relationship, actually. Yes, lovely. And finally, can you confirm for us? We hear Megan and Harry's baby won't have the same surname as its parents. Yes, this is one of the idiosyncrasies of the royal families that they, you know, that they all have different names related to their titles. So what happens is that in the same way that George, Prince George is called George Cambridge, and yet his father is called William Wales, that's his official name. The children take on the title that has been bequeathed to their parents. So growing up, Harry and William were called William and Harry Wales at right. school. Yep. But uh, when they be- when they married, the Queen um, bestowed on them titles. So William became William Cambridge. Um, sorry, he didn't become William Cambridge. He's still William Wales, but he became the Duke of Cambridge. Right. So George, Charlotte and Louis are George, Charlotte and Louis Cambridge. What happens with uh, – <laughs> I'm getting there. What's, what's happening with <laughs> no, this is Meghan and Harry is that Harry stays as – Harry Wales. When Meghan married him, she became Meghan Wales, um, although I suspect she's still referred to as Markle far more than she's referred to as Meghan Wales. It's just when they have to sign something legally. Um, But their children will be called, uh, whatever their name is, Sussex. So it will be Susan Sussex or Sunny Sussex, which, you know, they're not (laughs) going to choose S names, are they? You would hope. Um, But whatever they choose. You know, choose yep. to call their yep. children. Let's say it's Alexandra, Alexandra Sussex. It will be that name as opposed to um, as opposed to the Wales surname. By dint of the fact that the Queen has given them this uh, this title, it's very confusing. It and is very it weird. Is. Luckily, most of the time they are only referred to as their, by their Christian names, which is why they've taken great care not to repeat the names. Obviously, you can't have you know sort of two Elizabeths, Elizabeths in the family yes, at the same time. So you have to be quite um, careful. But I think. Um, yeah, so whatever it'll be, it'll be surname Sussex, which um, is quite a mouthful for a little it really kid. Is, you, have to put, you can't really put a, a hugely, you know, sort of eight-syllable Christian name in front of that. I mean, <laughs> at least with Cambridge, it's pretty easy, isn't it? It sounds, it, it works with things, but Sussex yes. is, is, it could be um, serendipity Sussex. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Who knows? I don't think we'll be seeing a, a, a name straight out of the royal playbook for this couple. I really no. don't. I don't think it'll be too left to centre, but I think there'll be some sort of either American or more new age uh, sort of bent to it. And, and so it should be. I mean, when Andrew... Uh, and Sarah called their daughters Beatrice and Eugenie. They were not particularly royal names, and I think you know, as their position in in, in the heir to the throne, it allows them yeah, to be a bit more course. creative. Again, we've seen with um, Autumn and Peter Phillips that their daughters are called Savannah and Isla. Again, far more contemporary than necessarily oh, very much so, royal. Yeah. That said, I think. Megan's so enamoured with the royal family that she might, you know, she'll, she's probably the one that's going to go for Victoria or something. You know, oh, do you think so? St- st- you know, who knows, Victoria, Alexandra. 
No, I don't. I think oh, it's hard to say. She, she. No, I think she'll go for something a little bit more creative than that. But um, I'm very excited. To I'm see excited what they choose. to see what they choose as well. Very interesting. I think it'll be harder for a boy than a girl. But um, agreed. We, we yes. Should, yeah. We'll, we'll wait and see what happens. Isn't <laughs> it? You, can, you know what? Isn't it funny how babies' names are endlessly fascinating? We know the stories we write that when we write about babies' <laughs> names, people just love it, don't they? And it's and, it, and it's it's become so irrelevant the moment after you've named your baby. Like it's so. Just just never really think about it again and you know I think you may once or twice think mm, yeah maybe wouldn't choose that now but you spend all those months choosing it and then it just sort of that just becomes them anyway <laughs> so whatever true. it is it will be something Sussex yes it will be and that brings us to the end of our podcast today thank you so much Ange and thanks everyone for listening already looking forward to um, catching up with you next week um, for more on the Royals please go to newidea.com.au our Facebook page New Idea Royals and of course please check out our latest Royal Mini Mag in the current issue of New Idea 